G'day guys, Clint Adams here, recording episode number 30 of The Full Landscape. I've got Jared and Luke from Adelaide and Hills Lawns and Gardens. They currently run a business with 30 staff based in the Adelaide Hills. In this episode, we're going to talk about how they've grown the company that they've grown to the size that it is, some tips and tricks for beginners around, I guess, vehicles that they want to be uh, using and tools that they want to be using and software that they want to be using. Um, and the importance of understanding the difference between, I guess, your skill sets if you're going to go into a partnership, which is a real big one for me, and I've spoken a lot about partnerships. So sit back, relax, hope you enjoy this one. So... Um, to get started, I guess if you guys can introduce all yourselves, and then go into I guess what Adelaide and Hills Lawns and Gardens is is about, what you're currently doing, um, and how it got to here, and how the partnership kind of came about. Sure, do you want to take it away? You go. Cool. I'm Jared. Um, so I basically started Adelaide Hills Lawns and Gardens in 2013. Um, I was working for a fellow out of VIP round. Um, Matt Thomas, he's now got Stringy Bart Landscaping. Yeah, okay. Um, so he's he's kicking some serious goals. Um, I think for me the reason I started it was just wanting the to stretch the mind a little bit more and take on the challenge of um, doing something different, getting out of my comfort zone. So as I, in, rather than working for someone. Yeah, yeah. It was it was good working for him. Um, I got a little bit fed up at times. Um, you know, he, he was. We become really good mates, and um, I think we probably started clashing a couple of little things. And um, I just thought, fuck it, I reckon I can go out and do this on my own. And yep. um, I learned a heap from him, which was good. Um, not sure he was overly impressed, but he was really supportive of me. It's hard. Yeah, you kind of you want a staff member that's good enough to leave, but they don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. And you were just on that edge of good enough to leave, and then you didn't. Yeah, but he was really good. He gave me, you know, sort of two or three days work a week whilst I was sort of setting up and all of that. Um, so, yeah, that was... That as was in working cool. still for him as a landscaper? Yeah, just doing the maintenance stuff, yep. yeah. So, and then I sort of started picking up a few clients as I went. Um, and then I think we just had a chance and probably time to part ways now. Yep. So, that was real handy that he sort of let me do that. Um, so, do you still contract to him or has he got a... Nah, he's he's doing his so he's done a bit of hydro seeding stuff for us. Yep. Um, Has he got his own machine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. So he, he's a gun. Um, but yeah, we yeah he, he's doing a lot more bigger landscaping stuff now. Um, he's still got his maintenance crew as well, so he runs a really tight ship. Um, knows what he's doing. So. Okay, so he's got a full time maintenance crew as well. So you yeah. guys, you weren't going to be doing that work. No, I'm not doing that for him. But um, yeah, it's sort of it's real good to see how, how well he's gone and yeah. his landscape and stuff's awesome so and to know that he d- didn't need you yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his I think that was apparent right from the start but um, no, he gave me a seriously good opportunity and it's helped get us where we are today I mm. guess um, right. but yeah and then Luke came on board when you better introduce yourself yeah so my background was a bit different to Jared's I was at uni and then I think it was the second year of uni started working with Jared just through the summer holidays, I reckon. And then was going to go back to uni. He said, how about sticking around working? I actually liked it, so I thought, yeah, bugger it. We'll do it. I don't know what I was thinking, dropping out of <laughs> uni to go and mow lawns, but yeah. It's what a, were you doing at uni? Uh, aerospace and mechanical engineering. Jesus, dude. <laughs> so it's a bit different, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lawns so, are about as far away as you get from aerospace. Correct, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's going nowhere. Yeah. Copped a few, um, yeah, a bit of grief from everyone. Were you going to do okay at uni? Like, were you on track to, f- to finish? Yeah, you? I would have would have finished. I just didn't like the, yeah, just didn't really like the, I liked the course, just didn't like the lifestyle, I think. And then would you have got a job? I would have had to go either overseas or yeah. eastern states. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know mm. that. Snippets. Um, so, you were at uni, did some work experience? Just summer holidays for uni, yeah, working with Jared, and we just got along real well. I liked the actual physical side of it as well, earning a bit of money too. So, yep. Um, yeah, and just stayed on, went from there really. Mm. Mm. Yeah, earning money is definitely. Uh, I, I, was, I was similar, I left school because I had a job and I was like, hang on, so I could go to school yeah. and not get paid or go get a job and get paid. Exactly. I didn't really think about it more than that. It was just yeah. like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. 
So and at the time you were an employee. Yep. And then now you guys are in a partnership. Correct. Yeah. How long was that? So that was 2013, summer of 2013. I started with you, just as a casual, nothing yep. special. And how big was the business then? Literally just Jared. Just us two, yeah, a few clients. We had an opportunity, well, I, I did at the time, to acquire another um, sort of lawn mowing, gardening around. Yep. So um, you buy that the for the, the multiplier and yeah. all that jazz? and I just sort of said to Luke, look, I've got this opportunity um, to buy a client list, which will literally double our business overnight, mm. but I'm going to need someone, I'm going to need a bit of commitment. Whether or not you want to leave uni, it's your decision, but... Yep. Um, I sort of nudged him in the right direction. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then, yeah, so he's like, bugger it, I'll put you in the off for a year or two and see how we go. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I wonder what the odds are of people that take a year off uni and go back. Yeah. That'd be a good start. Like 10%? Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. be many, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and we just sort of went nuts from there. Mm. Um, and then I think I, I probably realised that I was really shit with a lot of parts of business. Um, yep. Just the numbers, you know, the financials, all that sort of stuff. I was a bit reckless. Um, and I sort of started leaning on Luke a little bit, asking advice and questions, and he's got a real good brain for shit like that. Well, for anything, by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, getting into that. <laughs> he's twice as smart as me. Yeah, which yeah. is not, not too hard. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a backhanded compliment. Yeah. But then I think we just started realising that we work real well together and... Mm. Um, and I guess I probably look back to my situation when I left uh, working for Tomo. I just thought, this guy's a gun. If I lose him, I'm going to have to try and replace him. And it's hard to find someone who cares about what you're doing as much as someone like him. Yep. Um, what did we do? Went, went through... Yeah, we had a little awkward phase there where I was subcontracting to Jared under his name. I, was, I bought some clients off him. It just, yeah, it was a weird little period, but... It was sort of how we thought it would best work at the time. So you to were both it. individual companies or sole traders I was just or whatever? A, yeah, we were just sole traders. you had your own businesses, so it was easy to walk away at any point and not have a dis, dis, I guess have to dissolve a company. Yeah. It's like, well, all right, dude, it didn't work. You go back to uni, I'll buy your customer base back off you or whatever, and yeah. or you would have worked it out by then. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what our game plan was, to be honest. Well, yeah. it doesn't. you don't need to have one, I don't think, and that's... That's the beauty of it. I hear so many people talk about these business plans for the next three to five years. Mm. And you imagine, like, looking back from 13 to now. Yeah. Like, you didn't know that. Yeah. You didn't know what you were going to do at the end of that year. You were going yeah, to go exactly. back to uni. So, yeah. I think it's good to have that general direction, but, mm. you know, to be flexible on the path that you take, I guess. Definitely. Yeah. So, eventually, then it became, you had to become a partnership. It was just going to be too stupid. It was just a bit messy. And, like, Luke would do his jobs. And then the agreement was when he's finished his own clients, then he'd come and help me. Mm. Um, it just become messy and he had a little fire, firewood hustle on the side mm. <laughs> which he probably was making more money so then he'd rather do that than come and help me Yeah, and we were just like shit why don't we just go into partnership is the firewood hustle still part of the business? Uh, not as much as what it was yeah. back then Yeah. so you guys yeah. were like mowing lawns and then selling firewood yeah pretty much that's yeah. cool Yeah, and just what delivering it like harvesting it from wherever and then... yeah so my parents have got a bit of land up in the hills there, yeah. so we were just cutting off there and yeah, flogging it off. So buy the old man a carton of beer here and there to keep <laughs> him like, happy. Oh, okay, whatever. He got his winter's fire. There'd be so days. much of that going on. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Um, I, I'm asking because of railways. I'm like, where are you getting this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's are a you rarity now. In my yeah. life? <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so then there were two of you, and then I guess tell me about the years that followed. So that was 13. I'm guessing into 14. Yep. And now we're at, what, 20 nearly. So six years, what was your, what were your staff numbers like from like 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20? Like what was, what was the growth phase? Like, yep. Do you know what I mean? Like was it 5, 10, 18 kind of thing? We were uh, probably, I think the partnership was 2015. Yep. We formed the partnership yep. late. Um, so trading as a partnership or formed a company as partners? Company and partnership okay. trusts. Yep, yep, cool. Yep. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yep. Um, yeah, so we had a young lad... Elmo yep. jumped on board. We had a couple of casuals throughout. Um, I reckon by 2016, we had three, four of us probably. Yep. Um, and then we we got to a point where I think we wanted to take the next step and get a gun on, but we just still didn't know exactly how big we were going to go or what was going to happen. Yep. Um, we put a few feelers out um, for like an experienced fella. Um, I reckon we... 
maybe had a couple more fellas join as well. Yeah, we would have been up to about six by the time. Yeah, and then we had a good mate of mine from years ago. He worked at Adelaide Shores, PAC, and had his own VIP round years ago. I sort of rung him asking if he knew of anyone that might be interested Yep. with a little yeah. elbow in the side. Like you? Yeah, yeah. wink, wink, yeah. yeah. And he, he took yep. the bait, which was great, and he's like, what about me? I was yeah. Like, yeah, sweet. That's not at all what yeah. I was thinking, but... Yeah, yeah. good idea. <laughs> You're a smart man. Um, so, so, what, so when's this, like 17? Yeah, I reckon pretty late, 2017. Yeah. George, yeah. Yeah. And, and he, he still works with you? Yeah, yep. so he, he's an absolute jet. He just yep. knows everything. Well, because uh, he ran his own business. Yeah, so he's he's passionate and um, he just took it from, you know, we started doing irrigation, we started doing lawn renos, yep. shit that we didn't even think of. We didn't have any machine for uh, machines for that work or anything like that. And it was just like all of a sudden we're offering these things. He's doing quotes with me and people are asking about paving. And he's like, shit, I know how to pave. Yep. So, we, you know... It just sort of organically grew once we grabbed him. Because you were just saying yes to everything? Yeah, we were just like, we can do that, that, we can make it work. Did you say yes too much? Uh, Probably. We created a fair old mess for a while. Because learning to do all of that at the same time can be a dangerous game. Yeah, I've I've been there. I remember Mm. what it was like saying yes to everything because you're just trying to maintain turnover and you're like, Mm. well, if we say no to this, we might never have it again. And Yeah. You know, are you saying no more now, or are you still saying yes a lot? We say no a lot now. Yeah. We're, we've, I think we're at the stage now where we're pretty particular with the like types that, of that points getting sharp, and you kind of like, yeah, this is what we, this we're, is where we're at our best. This is yeah. where we are in the market. Um, and same, we've got a bit of a no dickhead policy. <laughs> we sort of staff. I've got to get also, that, t- got to get that t-shirt clients. made. I did actually have the logo done for No Dicks Allowed. Really? Um, but it's Dick Smith on like on a shirt with a, with a thing through it. And I said to DK, we can't use that. Can you find me another dick? He's like, well, Moby Dick? I'm like, well, we can actually put a dick on there. I'm like, no, that's like, let's not do that. So that's still kind of in a, in a pot stewing in, in my head. Yeah, there's, we'll yeah. whiteboard that a bit more, but we'll get you, we'll get you a shirt. We'll definitely yeah. So at the end of that kind of well, 17 period, what would you have had 10 staff? Nah, probably five or six. Or maybe six. six. And then 18? End of 18 was up to a dozen, I reckon. And now? 13. 30. Yeah. 30, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's its own. Well, I met. We had lunch for people watching. We had lunch last week, mm. and I'm get. I'm not at thirty yet, but I'm kind of approaching thirty. And we were talking about the. It's a very interesting number when you get to thirty staff. You kind of like you can't see each person each day. Like obviously through seventeen, you probably could have spoken to each of your twelve each day. Yeah, yeah. and then well, or five. You definitely like. You're always talking to them all day because mm. you've only got five people, and you're trying to keep the wheels of finance turning, and everyone's making enough money to make sure that you stay open. And then you kind of get to twelve, and you're like, okay, this is different. And then you're thirty, like, holy fuck, is yeah. this? Did we sign up for this? Yeah. Um, is is there an intent? I guess intention to grow beyond that, or is it now about kind of profiting as much as you can from a thirty-person business and doing the best quality work? And you, we you, we all along we keep saying, all right, we'll just consolidate. Like once we hit five staff, like yeah, we've got two setups going. We'll just consolidate this for a while, yep. bank a bit of cash, and then then see what happens. Yep. But we just keep growing. I think probably our mentality as well is we like the challenge of taking on new stuff and growing yep. that side mm-hmm. of it. So opportunities just keep presenting themselves, and yep. it seems like the bigger you get, the better the opportunities become as well. And we just keep throwing ourselves at it. Yeah. I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with that. I mean, provided that you're doing it well mm. and you're doing it right, and you make and the money in the accounts staying the same or growing mm. and that you're I guess communicating with all stakeholders well from your staff to your clients to your partners at home and yeah. you know everyone's kind of getting the time that they need because obviously I mean we don't talk about it much here because I try to stay away from family and money when we're talking about podcasts but there's obviously that whole mm. you know oh yeah I'll see you in fucking 2022 when it's all settled mm. and, it never, and it never does yeah um, so obviously acquiring acquiring or employing 30 people um, one of the biggest issues that I see in the landscape industry and obviously in the gardening and maintenance industry is finding and, and retaining higher quality employees. It doesn't seem like you have much of an issue with <coughs> finding good employees. What do you attribute that to? Is that, I mean, just advertising on Seek? And yeah, I is, think... Is Jared just really nice? No. <laughs> Definitely, not. Definitely not. No, I think, yeah, a, a big part, a big driving thing of me starting my own and getting a few employees was just base it on treat people well if you be a good bloke, yep. give people the right opportunity, look after them. Yep. And same with clients, really. If you know you can charge that little bit extra if you 
doing the right thing and providing a great service. So we just want to create an, an environment where blokes or you know chicks can come to work, have a good day, get treated well, get paid for what they're doing, yep. and go. And yep. um, So I think a lot of it at the start was sort of friends of friends. Like yep. Luke and I played cricket together. Yep. And that's obviously a massive network. Like yeah. The, the sport, I mean, landscapers, it's generally footy. Yeah. There's some, there's some cricket pockets. Like I know Yardstick have got like, like three or four Redbacks players working for possibly. Yeah. You know, there's pockets of different things, but I guess that obviously helps. Yeah. So it was basically a lot of that, wasn't it? Yeah. I guess people here. But then you exhaust that, or are you now? Pulling, yeah. We're... Are you now pulling from friends of your staff? Yeah. Almost. So that's it. Started doing that, and yep. then we got um, this fella George, who's jumped on board. He's sort of from Meadows up in the hills, so we've had probably five or six different Meadows lads come yep. through, um, and then. Yeah, for different roles we've we've ab- advertised on Seek, but we find you're interviewing twenty or thirty or forty people, and half of them are just they need to apply for a job, and they've got no skills, no interest. Yeah. So that's where it gets a bit hard. Um, you know, when I do Seek ads, I'll I'll generally only interview two people. Yep. I'll be able to cut it down. I've gotten to a point now where I can read through them and go, no. Nah, you can decipher. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, I don't even know if I might like it, we were joking about before. I probably missed Steven Spielberg's son. <laughs> For Trent's role, because I, I didn't look at the like there's an and seek at a, at the moment for like obviously I'm, we talk, what we spoke about it. I'm trying to hire landscapers mm. for landscapers. There's 175 applicants in that pool, and I could I've looked at five and gone. I'm going to call those. I just know. Mm. Um, do you find that the, the employees that you're getting from the regional parts are better workers for the work that you require? Do they fit your culture better, or is there a difference? Like you know, that I guess people talk about like farm lads. Mm. that come down and fucking they just work like is that a thing but a few haven't we yeah no, they just <laughs> definitely is work. basically definitely like is. Luke yeah. You're, he's a farm boy and so where are you from originally uh, in between Nan and Woodside there so, so it's mini farm I mean, like, yeah it's like semi metro yeah it's considered like 20 years ago it was yeah that's right yeah. now it's like oh yes we've got a property in Nan yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> just <laughs> off the new the new bit off Bald Hills Road correct yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but same thing just yeah off the farm and then we've got a couple of blokes that are in the same boat and yeah. yeah we're no good socially but we can you don't need them to talk to shit. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're gonna love that. Shout out to you guys. You know who you are. <laughs> shit <shoppers. laughs> They'll be like, I think he was talking about you, Macca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, obviously, um, growing that fast, you would have learned a lot. Um, I'm keen to hear a bit about, I guess, um, like when we make the, record these podcasts. I try to bring value to the people that are listening, and a lot of the audience are guys that are in a similar place to you, but maybe only have five staff or mm. don't do maintenance. So. Um, are you, what accounting package do you guys run and are you happy with it? Zero, yes. Zero, love it? Yeah. And you've got a good relationship with your accountant? Like, is your accountant then looking at that? Uh, our bookkeepers. Of? So we've got an accountant and then bookkeepers separate as well. Yep. Um, and they're, yeah, they're unreal as yep. far as that goes. We yep. also run a, a software that plugs in with Zero called yep. Jobber, yep. which is all our scheduling. So obviously we've got a lot of different, we call them pods, like yep. a and trailer out on the road, so to keep track of where they're at and yep. their jobs and that sort of thing. So are they being tracked GPS real time or are they more just like, we just finished this or we're just yeah. you know, so tracking all, time? All the jobs are logged into that software, they just complete it, generate the invoice and then it can be sent from there. So. Yep. Mm. Um, vehicle wise, what do you run? Like, are you are you Toyota first or is it, are you kind of just whatever kind of comes available yeah. and you just, oh, that's good, that's five grand, we'll buy that. No, we started with the Hiluxes and yep. then went to the Tritons purely because they're a a little bit cheaper, better, probably value for money. That's I was, it's yeah. funny when you got when you were talking about people being willing to pay more. It's not about being more expensive; it's being better value. Yeah, because to me, I, I look at that like what, what what we do, we won't be the cheapest, and sometimes we are, and sometimes we aren't. And if, if we're more, it's eight percent or ten percent. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I think that what we bring to our client base way outweighs the cost difference and I yeah. think that's probably the same 100%. for you guys mm. I look at Toyota like that yep. um, I guess we have, I don't know how many vehicles you're running but it gets to a point where if you're trading them in under 100,000 the Mitsubishi's kind of can handle it correct Yeah. we had some Tritons and they were just falling apart at 100,000 mm. yep. so I don't yep. know if you had the same experience or we haven't got to that point yet we've yep. got yeah probably 8 Tritons now and a few of the Hiluxes but they're yeah, the Tritons are reasonably new. We'll just roll them over. Yep, and you buy them locally from... Yeah, yep. the hills are, yep. That's cool. Um, tools. <laughs> Obviously, there's, I guess, um, and I'm not across it, but kind of like Husvana and steel. Like, do you, do you guys tend to run the same blowers and, and hedge trimmers? Have you got this, like... We do have a bit of a thing for that, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. our ride-ons, we generally use the walkers. Yep. 
um, push mowers at a... A rider called a walker. Walker, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Ironic. Yeah. <laughs> you guys probably haven't looked at it like that, but it's the first time I'm hearing yeah, it. Yeah, correct. Um, the, our push mowers are all Hondas. Yep. Uh, the self-propelled yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're almost too fast. I've walked behind one of them like, where are we going? Really? Yeah, right. We're yeah. always trying to beef them up a bit to yeah. cover more ground. Yeah. Right? That might say a bit more <laughs> modification. That says a bit about my health, I'd say. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then still generally is pretty much yeah. a go-to. Apart from the hedges, we used to use Shindalas, but they've stopped making the model we like, so we're spewing. So what happens there? You find a new one? And find an alternative, yeah. And you just go through? Just work through them. Tried Husky, we're on the steel now, and yeah, see what happens. Is hedging a big part of the business? Massive. Yeah, yeah huge. Yeah, so those kind of cottage garden hedges for miles. Yeah, and I guess what's the tallest hedge that you have like that you guys are working on? Like, and is that specialist work? Like, one of you does it, or is it you've got a guy and most of the guys? Yeah, Jared's. You don't work at heights. (laughs) Yeah, he stands up. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) so like can't tie stuff down in the tray. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but he's like seven foot. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's interesting. Probably I don't know as far as the actual meterage. We do some. I got three meters, three, meter, three and a half meters. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. platform ladder is pretty big. Yeah, three meters or something. Yeah, I think you can see the curvature of the earth from the top of that. It's, like <laughs> it's pretty yeah. sketchy. Out massive. There. Yeah, yeah. And what do you do? You use a normal hedge trimmer for that, or do you have to get like extensions? And yeah, so just a like steel combi tool with yep. an extension pole and yep. then the extension hedge trimmer. Seen on that. some pretty interesting photos on Facebook of like lawnmowers attached to like cranes yeah. and just like <laughs> yep. swing that. <down. laughs> one of one of the funniest things in New Zealand, there, we travelled through like I guess regional New Zealand, and all the farming, all the t- the homesteads were hedged, hmm. like say that hundred meter squared, and yep. there was three sides of hedges, and they had these massive like propeller tractor things that you just drove down the side of it, and this, the blades were just spinning it. So that's yeah, actual like mowers that you cut hay with. They yeah, just go up then the just, side. And, is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, so. The obviously, um, you guys have moved into tree work just recently. Yeah. Um, is that something that um, I guess will, will will become a a large percentage of the turnover? Like, is are you like? Obviously, I'm hearing like we've gone into paving. We've gone into this. I'm assuming you're not paving probably like you were with George back in. 16 and it's more maintenance now or is no we've got we've got a full landscaping division now yep. so we went through got the builder's license all the rest of yep. it um and that sort of grew from doing little so someone would say hey can you fix that driveway hit, yeah. or that path and you're like yeah yeah, yeah we can do that basically and then we had a really good opportunity um at mount lofty house they recently built the i think 14 six star villas yep. um which is, is that unreal. even a thing What's yeah, I don't, know, I don't even understand. Yeah, yeah. that's but fine. anyway, that's their, um, that's their thing. Yeah, and we had a good relationship with one of the owners, Mel yep. Lofty House, and he was like, got me and George out for a walk through, and he's like, can you do this? Can you do stone walls? And yep. we're like, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, really good at that. Yep. And um, just no clue really what we were doing, but we were yep. like, now that you've done the job, you can say that on camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> but we just went straight away. Right, let's let's get on the phone and find some gun landscapers who are looking for work. Yep give him an opportunity so we had a fella who had his own business we were like we'll sub to you um a few weeks in he's like i want in i yep. want to work for you guys this is great yeah so he's now full-time with us um one of our good mates um has sort of jumped on board running the landscaping division um so yeah it's it's grown just like that just through chance and opportunity and now it's they're, they're kicking some serious goals so with the trees um it was more so through our clients kept asking, "Do you do trees? You know, up in the hills, there's so oh, many." Oh, because it, I trees. guess you're hedging, so you are cutting. Yeah. You are cutting foliage. Yeah. Now can you cut and can larger you foliage? And, yeah, and all that sort of crap. So um, we were like, "Shit, should we just bite the bullet and do it um, and go buy a tree mulching yeah. truck?" So, so we bought a truck and chipper. Truck and chipper. Yeah, that's right. I'll learn the lingo. And a couple of good climbers, and got another fella now who's running that division um and then just yesterday we acquired a another small tree lopping business so. what surprised you about that like the acquiring thing i want to talk about that separately what what i guess when you go into a new territory or you buy a new business as i've done there's shit that you're like yep this is pretty simple you buy a f- truck and you put some stickers on it what surprised you about going into the tree business that you weren't expecting is there anything that kind of caught you out and you're like oh shit i didn't think about that 
obviously the safety side of it is a bit more severe than just mowing a lawn yep. so we were pretty lucky the fellow that is running that division he had a, quite a bit of experience in that yep. so there's quite a bit more to it than it's well over our heads but mm. yeah we were lucky <laughs> that he's all over it um what else as far as it wasn't i'm amazed at how good those guys like, like the climbers are fucking jets and they, they have just, to stay keep that fitness yeah and they're just goers they like you know i, I get scared going up a ladder swinging around everywhere and <laughs> yeah like, they're just unreal at what they do so yeah. um yeah they're, they're just brilliant so i don't know i guess for me it's i've been out on a few of the jobs and just seeing what they can actually do mm-hmm. is pretty awesome yeah so you and you just said you acquired an a, a, I guess a business or a tree lopping business we spoke about that at lunch I wasn't sure if that what stage that was at. I didn't want to bring it up without um, knowing that it's kind of public knowledge now so you now have a, a bigger customer base than you once did yeah so what's the go there you basically grab another company run it through the AHLG filter and spit out a more something company like more in line with what you guys are trying to do and basically yeah so we were obviously just trying to grow it organically through a bit of advertising and that sort of thing and then the op- opportunity come up it's basically just a client list that we purchased yep um he's got a lot of repeat clientele yep. and that sort of thing a lot of big and that guy too. i guess his brain exactly partially, yeah, yeah which is a huge part of it for yep. sure yep yep so how, how many businesses have you like obviously you bought the mowing round mm. and the tree lopping is that it there's another one what? Paris. Oh yeah, yeah, another fella, another sort of lawn and garden yeah. business around Stirling area. So kind of bands. micro businesses, yeah. one man band. There's another slashing one that we built oh, as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you're buying the plant and equipment, the customer list, and the IP. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is any business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, were they? Did they all look the same? Like, did you start? Are, are you getting better at this, at that? Like from experience? Yeah, and, definitely. Yep. We've we've learned that once we get a hold of it. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people go out of business. I think, in especially in the maintenance industry, because they're so cheap. Yep. Um, and they're too afraid to ask for more money. Yep. Um, and then you just can't live like that. Um, no. I, I was like that at the start. I sort of priced myself where I thought was fair and in the middle sort of bracket. You just can't live. You you know, with all your running costs, overheads, all that. Yep. It's like, what am I doing here? I'm banging my head against the wall. So, I think, yeah, some of these guys we've acquired. They're just really cheap, and so you probably lose maybe thirty or forty percent. Okay, the so and, that, that's, and that's been consistent. Like, hi, we when the new owners, December first, it's now sixty dollars an hour. We can't do it for forty anymore. And then your clients are like, oh no, well, I'm yeah. not paying that. And then you drop them. This is very pumpkin plan, actually. Have you read that? No, I haven't. The pumpkin plan. Yeah, you, you it, no, it's no. very much that. So um, the val- my twelve immutable laws came off the back of the pumpkin plan. The pumpkin plan, I guess the the blurb of it is um, find your best clients and look after them like crazy and cut off all the small pumpkins. Mm. So those pumpkins that you've cut off are the $40 an hour clients, like whatever yeah. number yeah. it is. And now you've got these $60 an hour clients and then you are now free because the guy that you've hired is not stressed, so he's doing the better work. And then those $60 clients start talking to other $60 clients and then you've got more $60 clients and then you might cut off some 60s and start 70s. And it's just about feeding the things that are working and... Mm. I don't. Sorry, a very similar theory as well, which is just A, B, and C. Grade. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and look, we have um, it, every business has their. Own, I mean, we've got that triangle of happiness where yep. I've talked about kind of like you can be. And my we had a meeting with my accountant this morning, and he talked about something similar. Like if you've got, you can have five points for like price, service, and quality, and you can only allocate ten points through those five those three categories. Like, what are you going to be for price? Will you be two or three yeah. and then quality and service will be five and five and I think our businesses are quite similar in that we try to have quality and service as fives and then I said three and a half for, for price maybe four because you can't be all it's just stupid and, yeah. I, and I think you probably need to have 12 points allocated between those 15 but that triangle of happiness we had was that um, a client either needs to be a good human pay us on time or we make good money on them yep. mm. So and you want two of those so if someone's paying you late you really want to make sure they're a good dude and that you're making some money, yep. or they pay you on time, and they don't—you don't make as much money, but they're a good dude, or they're an absolute fuckwit, but you make a fuckload of money on yeah, them, yeah. and they pay and you when they take exactly. it. So yeah. trying to get that, and if you get all three of those, they're your A. Yeah. If you get two of them, they're your B. Yep. And if you get one of them, they're your C. Basically, C clients yeah. can yeah. fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. We've we've had to be a little bit brutal. Um, it just feels because, so good because though. we keep like that exhale them. after you fire those clients. It's just like. Oh. Yeah. 
and then yeah. you're free like mentally to go do stuff yeah exactly so did you struggle with that like with firing clients Jared, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Cause especially because nice Jared start like a lot of these. <laughs> I'm in touch with my emotions. <laughs> well, we had a podcast yesterday, stone. and he was telling us how he cries in the shower. So yeah, maybe this room just brings it out. You should start. Apparently, everyone should be doing it. Everyone should be crying in the shower. So, um, I think Jared had a lot of attachment to, especially early days with his clients. It literally built him up from. Well, they were so. they were the reason you had a business. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, a business you didn't obviously make much money in, but they were your clients. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and it's. Don't know. It's and that's the hard part now as well. Is I used to be so big on building relationships with the client, yeah. um, and now we're sort of off tools most of the time. Yeah. I'm less and less in touch. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's where for us the the biggest challenge is getting our guys to be doing those sorts of things. Because you um, want them not just to be a hedge trimmers, but they're a business development manager and a hedge trimmer. Yeah. Or and, a mowing guy and a business development. Yeah. Team. So we're sort of we're at the minute we're going through a big sort of shuffle around of the structure of the company roles and yep. I guess levels or I think at 30 you have to I mean I, I've got a, I had a question written down here to kind of for you to describe me what your your individual roles are and how that works because partnerships don't like do not work in my mind mm. and that's something that I want to explore a bit um, so that so that you get with that um, exploring of all the roles is there going to be some kind of training around client communication is that like yeah. a, is that something that's important yeah yep. 100%. So, so we've got this uh, software Luke was talking about Jobber yep. um, and it's just got some really cool tools in that to be able to take photos of the job email it to the client through this thing I was going to say can you tag the client into the jobs on that there is a client portal yeah, yeah. we don't probably um, don't use it to its full because I, yeah, so I, I said to I've got a guy doing some work at my house I'm like I would love a message saying that our guys will be there at this mm. time is that yeah. fine? And I can just click accept and it's done. I don't need a phone call. I don't need it. But at least it's all tracked in there. And then there's photos of, say, you know, like the, how the hedge was trimmed last time and you took a photo of it yep. and the client's like, I liked it like that. Do it like that every time. And then you hire a new guy and he just opens it up and goes, and that's how they easy, want man. Yeah. Like yeah. that's cool because then the client sees it and obviously for new landscapes, here's the plans, here's communication. We can't get that stone. These are the samples and you can like, yep, nope, yep. Like I think yeah. that would be unbelievable. I didn't yeah. know if an app existed for it, so... Hmm. Yeah, it's cool. And then, like, we work on massive properties, so... And a lot of Geographically, like... Yeah, like, huge properties and, you know, sort of extensive gardens. And a lot of our clients are really busy people, so they can't always get home and see exactly what we've done. So just things like taking a photo of this area and write them a note to say, look, just to let you know, this is what we did today. Here's a before and after. And just so they know, shit, these guys know what they're doing. They're busy. How good... Yeah. Um, well, it gives them an opportunity to, to ask you to do something like, oh, dude, I didn't really want that. Can you fix that yeah. while you're still there rather than you getting a call at six o'clock at night like, hey, I've just got home. What's going on with this? Mm. That was not how I meant for it to happen and you've got to go back there and deal with it or, yeah, you know. I don't think there's any... I don't I don't think there's an over-communication issue in any of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, you're, if it's your house and these guys are working there, there would be no amount of information that would be too much for me. I'd be like, cool, yeah. thanks for the 400 photos. Like, mm. I'm not going to look at all of them, but... Um, yeah, it, at least it, I know. It shows me that you guys cared enough to yep. do it, and so, mm. um, so what's at the moment is there no structure underneath you guys? Like, well, there is, but it's just loose. It's loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've so got our general it. leaders, haven't we? Um, so we've sort of got division leaders, and then some. Leaders and a division is like maintenance, maintenance, trees, yep, landscaping, yep. Okay, and that's it. It's commercial and Slightly. residential yep. maintenance, and then we've started like a turf and irrigation crew yep. which I guess is a yeah different division subdivisions yeah. and that's yeah. even that in the way you said that you're like I guess like how are your guys yeah, supposed so to, if you don't know like how are your guys yeah. supposed to know yeah and that's where it is it's a, it is a little bit messy because it's grown so much in probably oh, like you're 12 to the man. I, yeah, I have it's, like none of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know um, it's hard to find balance between um when you're growing rapidly to make enough money to keep growing rapidly and then still tick all those, um, I guess, policy procedural boxes and Definitely. like all the charts and all the shit mm. banks want when you need money. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what, do you have a business card? Yep. What's your title on your business card? Director. Director, maybe. Same? Yep. Yeah. So if you had a position description, what would your position be within the business? Just like... Are you, like do you know what, I guess yeah, you can see where I'm going yeah, so, yeah. no fuck that stuff I don't have it either but like <laughs> um, look I take care of you know business development and social and you know my admin takes care of the like 
kind of more accounting and stuff you know it sounds like rawly people with numbers or I don't know if that's fair it's but pretty fair and it's more so um, it, Jared's skills are my weaknesses and vice versa so and also Jared's probably the main as much as we're 50-50 in partnership whatever Jared's I still see Jared as the sort of leader sort yep. of thing as well and which, okay so he could be like a CEO of the company correct. if you got that stupid, if you had to be yeah yeah and then you've got a role in the business yep. as a finance officer basically if that's fair yep. yeah yeah it's, I think, yeah, Luke's probably more behind the scenes. He's a lot busier than me. Well, you said to me something funny that you've got a client that said that they didn't know you were a partner, that yeah. you didn't have a partnership. Yeah, like, and which, it was, which yeah. is interesting. It was actually, um, I caught up with Aaron from yeah. Outside Ideas and, and he he was the one. We've been doing work for those guys for a long time now, mm-hmm. a good few years and a really good relationship with them. Um, and he was like, fuck, I didn't even know you were in a partnership. Yep. Um, so I guess that's, a testament to Luke, who's happy to sort of be behind the scenes. You don't need to have that. Yeah, no, that is a start with why. How you got to basically? I'm the I'm the why guy. This yep. is what we're doing. I'm going to grow and do that. And then Luke's the how guy, yep. who sort of has to pull me back a bit and go, "Hang on a sec. For yep. that to work, we've got to put this, this, and this I've got in about place." Six how guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically, and we've got. I call them babysitters. Yeah. To stop me from doing stupid shit. We've got so. um, Kylie in the office now, and I think she's sort of like calm down a bit Jared like you know it's which is great because it's sometimes I do need to slow down and whatever but we've got sort of you know between you two George Clint everyone sort of you've got a Clint holds me back yeah we've got a Clint it'd be the best not really (laughs) 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 what's in a name (laughs) um where where was I going so I guess they're your job your loose job roles um if you this uh, this is something that I was thinking of before. Um, I guess what would be a piece of advice that you would give to um, people that are looking to be employed in your company, like, or a, a piece of advice for employees that potentially are working in the maintenance com- maintenance world. I reckon the as far as if they're applying for a job, if they're applying for a job, or even if they work somewhere else. I think, like for me, it would be like you know for here don't underestimate what getting to work 10 minutes early means to a director yeah. or just that kind of shit like the like some tips for for people that are that are employees of your company because you can't actually go say these to these guys but this is just general advice or like you know staying back and getting the job done means a lot to us or yeah. um you know pissing on a fence in a backyard is not really ideal for the image <laughs> of our business whatever it is i think you're all over this <laughs> You're like, well, here you go, for us, yeah. I don't know. You work it out. Yeah, Correct. For <laughs> us, it's just be a bloody good person. Yep. Um, if you're a good, good bloke or a good chick or whatever, um, and you work hard, you're willing to learn. Yep. Um, you know, we'll we'll definitely look after you. Yep. Um, so it's sort of, yeah, we're big on that, the trust thing, and you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. Um, yeah, I think I think you know we're not we're not rocket scientists here we're mowing lawns we're trimming yep. hedges yep. slapping a few pavers down yep. it's we know it's not solving the world's problems so at least be a good bloke enjoy what you're doing we'll make it as enjoyable yep. for you um, you know it's yeah I don't know it's probably not answering your question very no well, there's no wrong answer person. for this yeah um, like it's I was just curious I think um, that like, imagine someone was applying for a job to work for you guys and they started Googling you, this podcast's going to pop up. So they're going to watch it and be like, okay, cool. So if I'm smart, I'm going to tailor my application more in line with that answer rather than put all my certificates in there. Exactly. We had a fella um, who applied, started last year, was the start of this year, um, and he basically sent us he sent us a message and just said, look, I've got no bugger all experience, no qualifications, no nothing. I just know I love it. Yep. Can we meet up? And we're like, yeah, of course. Yeah, I've, I've got, got a job. few of them for this job. Emails like, no resume. Yep. Yep. And same thing, even with a resume, we hardly look at it, just see, oh yeah, they've got a bit of experience, whatever, they've got the Cert 3, and then the cover letter, read that, and you can soon tell that sort of how the thing that fucks me off the most is generic cover letters. Yeah. Like, don't put one just in. Just don't do it. Exactly, yeah. Just put your resume in if yeah. you're not going to write a cover letter. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, there's, the, there's good ones when it's like, I looked at your YouTube channel and the value number, like 10, really resonated. I mean, I put in our Seek ad, check out our fucking 12 immutable yeah. laws. Yeah. You know, and then if someone actually does it and references that, like even if they don't, I mean, don't lie in the res- don't lie, but 
it just puts you way above. Correct. I think you did some funny stuff in yours. Like, well, I know you did some funny stuff in yours, but um, the no dicks allowed. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you guys after. We're <laughs> gonna get that up on the social anyway. Um, and then I guess the next thing for me would be like, do you do you have any advice for I guess the younger you like, um, you know, um, it, say I'm gonna say uni age like that eighteen nineteen like looking back now what would you say to yourself knowing what you know now stay in uni <laughs> <laughs> knuckle down at school so you get yeah. to uni <laughs> yeah because then you could possibly do what is rocket science <laughs> yeah. 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 you're like I'll this just, isn't rocket I'll science be, he's like I gave up rocket science for this <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll be worth it one day for him oh yeah. and look it, I don't from what I can gather it's not about money like nah. you wanted to be happy yeah and you probably would have made more money doing that, but you might have, who knows what those sliding doors moments are where you had to move to fucking Europe and, exactly. you yeah. know, you didn't get to spend time with a family member and then they passed and you were like, ah, oh, shit, I didn't, yeah. you know, like the, you never know. Like yeah. you've done what you did. Um, you get to stay close to, I guess, what's important. You both live up in the hills. Yeah. 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 So um, what was your advice is get out of school quickly. No, mine <laughs> have been knuckled down at school so yeah. you can get into uni, but um, no, probably, oh, shit. Well, I mean, you've got kids. Do you want you, you want your kids to go to uni? Um, do you care? I don't care. Yeah. I want them to do whatever makes them happy. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not the smartest cookie around, but I'm, I've found something that I'm actually passionate about. Yep. And that's it's not probably not our industry or pushing a mower, but it's business. It's this business and the group of guys and girls that we've got working. Yep. Um, so I think just finding somehow finding what you enjoy doing I, I can't think of anything worse than going to a nine to five job that you don't like yep. that you can't stand talking about and you know being with people you don't enjoy being around so yep. for me it's find something that tickles your fancy and and then you never know what can happen in it um i was sort of half told by some people some close to me as well not to go into business or just be very careful because how you're going to get it off the ground Which and is things like that. their negative experience, not yours. Exactly. Yeah, and you're, you're listening to people. Well, you've, you've got the option to either, either listen to these people that haven't done it. Yeah. Or, we know everything about you know, and Or you can learn from books and other different things that you, you follow other people and you think, shit, well, they've just had a crack. So maybe they're the people I'll listen to. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy that I didn't listen. I blocked a lot of stuff out and just gave it a crack. If it didn't work, you get a job elsewhere and start again. It's Australia. So, you don't even need to get a job and get the doll. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say as well. It's just not, don't listen to people. I think deep down on you, I didn't want to do uni, but I was just listening to parents, friends, whatever, saying, you know, you've, you've got to do that. And then same with a lot of decisions we've made in the business was against the general flow of what people thought. And it's it has some, obviously we stuffed up, whatever, but... The majority, I think, deep down, sort of, we knew what was yep. right and backing ourselves in. I think there's a quote from a guy called Matt Higgins, who was a who's connected with Gary V. Um, I think he might be the CEO. He was a shark. He was on Shark Tank, mm. and then he does some public speaking. And he said, "Don't outsource your judgment," which has been a yep. massive yeah. one for me to Huge. the point where I'm probably going to get it tattooed on me because it's like, for so long, I listened to other people's opinions about what I should be doing. Yep. Now, I still think there's a lot of value in listening to other people's opinions about what you should be doing, uh, especially if you pay them $400 plus an hour to give you an opinion, but you still need to make the decision that's right for you. And like you just said, you might have made some wrong decisions, but they were your decisions, so it's much easier to sleep at night knowing that you fucked up rather than you fucked up because someone Through told someone you to else's, do it. Yeah, so exactly. I think there's good value in that. So the partnership thing, like I've pretty publicly talked about how I think partnerships are destined for failure mm -hmm. and... The podcast we had yesterday with Reese, what did he have? Three partnerships that that had failed, and he's yeah. like, "No more fucking partnerships." Yeah. I guess. When do partnerships work, and when do partnerships not work? They work when your skills oppose each other. I reckon. Yep. If we were both doing the same things, like in early days, we were both doing invoicing, we were both doing certain things, and we just we crossed over. Yep. Why, why hasn't this been done oh, I thought you were doing it whereas we worked out pretty quick that we had to separate those roles yep. since then it's just gone from strength to strength we just check in with each other mm. how are you going with this that be accountable and then yeah 
we sort of we get together and go right this is what we want to do this is what we want to achieve and then work out right well your role is that mm. mine's this let's touch base when we're done yep um i think yeah it's bloody amazing we're yet to have a fallout um we we've probably not even really heated discussions we get a bit moody every now and then but we again you just know well you're operating stay out of the way or or if you're a staff member you're going to have those times yeah Yeah. so we yeah we just know that what our role is and what our place is and we just stay out of each other's way and so what's the plan for the next i don't know decade like is this do you guys have grand plans to move to another country or like it's just operate this make it the best best business and Pretty much, yeah. We haven't. We don't know. Yeah, and haven't thought too much yet. It's like you said, business plan is just. If if we had had have written it, it would have been out the window by now. So we just sort of, we've got. I think we do have some values that we sort of want to carry on, but yep. it's never really spoken about. We just do it. I think. And it's not. I think a lot of people ask, like the first question people ask when you haven't seen them for a while. Bloody hell! How many people you got working now? Uh, probably fifteen it's, inside it's, like thirty. Yeah, <laughs> but you, we're not driven by numbers we're you know our guys so it wasn't an idea like once we've got 30 staff for the whole nah. world it was just nah. like fuck we need more people yeah <laughs> no literally. You, i thought when at early doors it was just going to be maybe two or three of us mowing lawns so it's but these different opportunities come and there's something about giving staff this opportunity to, to grow in a company I love like that. This. Like and that's one that most directors don't actually. It's about like I need more people because I'm trying to make more money or whatever. But yeah. I'm on the same page. Like I feel committed that you need to give these guys like if they're going to give you their life, which they do, mm. then you feel like you're obliged to give them something. Yeah, an opportunity in return. I think. Yeah, exactly. So we're probably more driven by giving those guys. You know, we want to pay people more, yeah. and you know that's the strategy now. Is how the hell can we generate a bit more? profit to be able to share with the guys but your values are in line with that so as much as your skill sets are, are complementary your values are in line mm. because so, if it yeah. wasn't you could say well i'm good with numbers and i'm good with people and you're like yeah but i don't want to give my stuff anything yeah, <laughs> yeah. like fuck them their problem yeah and you're like no that it's not how it works or anything yeah yeah i think that's that is probably the best thing about it we we both know what we want it's we don't have an end goal it's just the process is mm. Do you have a budget? Like, do you run a, a, a 12-month budget? We started to. Yeah, we so never, you never had never, that? Never did. No. That changed. Like, I've always had a budget. And this is, I don't know, a hangover from working in an inventory-based business. Yeah. So, obviously, more, even at Domino's, like, we had budgets, daily budgets. I mean, I'm tracking sales here and at Railways daily to the point where I'm getting something written for here that I'll have them live tracking yeah, right. bank feeds. So, our bank accounts will be live feeding into my app. Yep. And my sales will be live feeding into my app graphed against expected turnover and like everything so i'll just be able to open a screen from anywhere in the world and go cool 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 and my anxiety's gone yeah or oh fuck on the plane we always found it pretty hard purely because of the growth as well like we sort of did rough figures and it just yeah it just gets thrown out look i was using an elastic budget which is what i called it it's not it's just an excel spreadsheet but i'd punch in the gps and the net profits that i was trying to achieve inventory is different and Mm. i don't envy what you guys do but um, if you can productize your offering a bit more, then you'll make more money. And yeah. especially if you can start doing subscription-based maintenance, which I'm sure you've got clients that are like every month. Yeah. Yep. And you're like, cool, it's 200 a month. We're going to direct debit you on this day and then everything will just be taken care of. The If you can get those, I'd, I'd be keen to develop it more. I don't have the, I guess the, I could sit, tell someone what I want it to do, but I couldn't sit down and do it. Yeah. So, and Kate might be the one for us to do that, where when you add a new staff member, you just plug that in and then it pulls that wage across and then it changes the expected so your net profit or your bottom line profit has to stay the same so then you're like if we hire a new person this is it has to be this yeah. mm. and I know that there's um, uh, numbers that say a large national irrigation and plumbing company might have used say where if you want to hire a new person they need you need to be generating I guess 10 times you know, their wage in turnover. So if you want to bring in a $50,000 a year employee, you need to have another half a million dollar top line revenue mm-hmm. to warrant that because if that's plumbing, an irrigation company might be achieving a 45% gross profit on that 500, then that like 50 of that's gone. So there's 10, so there's 35 left and then, you know, they've got their profit. And, all and that, so. Jared's tuned out. Sorry? Yeah, Jared's tuned out. Jared's like, la, la, la. Trying to work out if there's a little spider or a fly, I don't know. Straight up, so that's that's fucking, like, so that's gibberish to you. Yeah, Yeah, handball to Luke. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
oh, having fuck, the self awareness around so dumb it's unreal because I'm so dumb it's unreal that's that's for Instagram <laughs> I, look I think that's unfair to say that you that you're dumb I think that you're with stuff you're, like that you, that's right your knowledge is in other places and that um, in business I guess when you talk like that it exposes a different part of it mm. but then you also I've got guys here that do irrigation designs and pack orders and organize freight and without that the numbers don't occur yeah so yeah I don't I wouldn't yeah I think it's good self-awareness don't be too hard on yourself <laughs> <laughs> it's only because he keeps reminding me yeah is that that's his next business card I'm gonna have something on him yeah dumb, dumb director because <laughs> yeah. he's such a nice guy so you he's, have to, he's yeah. got the social skills, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So you have to just be like, yeah, but you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to peg him down every now and then. <laughs> That's harsh. Um, is there anything that you guys want to plug at the moment? Of, um, I think we've covered everything that I wanted to talk about. Trees. Like, it, where can people where can yeah. people find find your information? Is it all AHLG? Yep. All our socials. Um, AHLG Adelaide website. AHLG.com.au. Yep. Um, are yeah, you looking for work in any specific region at the like as in is the trade thing you you'd like people to be calling you about that like definitely yeah or anything really anything. Anything, yeah. yeah landscaping Adelaide and Hills mm-hmm. so where does that end we haven't really scratched the surface in like Metro. West Terrace um, <laughs> oh, we've got some we've got a we've got a few out in Prospect and yeah. um, mainly in the eastern suburbs yeah yeah um, yeah the commercial boys go everywhere commercial boys are all mm. over the place but so you'll be maintained if you, if you say for outside ideas example you used that, that, that name before if they've got a job wherever like the maintenance contract you, you'll just that part within of the reason yeah. yeah yeah. so so not Port Lincoln no no yeah. is it good fishing there or something yeah. like? there's yeah. a lot of work there's a lot of work happening out there you could probably cruise through Port Augusta and Wyler and go all the way off to Port Lincoln and turn it into a week of fishing send and a couple of boys well you send there. the boys in the ute and you take the boat <laughs> yeah <laughs> A little bit ago. Yeah, that sounds good. Right, that into your budget. That's <laughs> right. So, all right. Thank you so much for spending the time with me. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Fun. Yeah, it's nice.